Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. Episode. Hold on. I want to make sure before I say it. Pretty sure it's a big one. Episode 150. Episode 150, Joe. We did it. We got to 150. Hey, that's not a lot of shows can say that, you know, in the grand scheme of shows, I bet. Depends on what show. It Well, I mean, if you take every podcast that's existed, I bet you were up there. Joe Rogan's got more. Joe Rogan, Joe, Joe Rogan does have more. How timely. Yeah. He does. We're catching up, though. We only need, like, a lot of episodes. But, you know, 150 is a big milestone. It is. Did you think we'd be doing this for 150 straight weeks? Nope. Like... 150 straight weeks we're getting close to that three-year mark like we we've come close to a couple of times but it's like it's always been do you want to end the streak no do you want to end it no <laughs> well and, and we got six more weeks until we hit the three-year correct uh april beginning of april so six weeks would put us one two three four five six so that puts us yeah, close. It's end of March is what I'm looking at, because 52 weeks in a year, right, give or take. Yeah, but remember that the first like intro thing we did. Yeah, it doesn't really count. Ow. So we'll say we'll say the first episode of April. That's just how kind of how we'll do it. But that's close. It's a little close. It's closer than we think. You know, we've done this 150 times. It'll come quick. But we've made it. We're here. And then and we appreciate those of you who have listened, even if you've listened time and time, even if you've listened, you know, maybe only a couple times, maybe you don't listen anymore and you don't even hear this episode. But, you know, it's just good to to kind of reach this goal of ours that we didn't even really set. You know, we started the show and didn't really even have a. We didn't have an end goal, right? Not really. No. I mean, the show could even end any minute, right? I mean, we could just go, all right, we're good. Yeah, and that's it for our podcast. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, see, see, uh, see you next <laughs> time. It's there. I mean, seriously, it, it's just one of those things that we do on a casual basis, and we've talked about this before. We have our very, very awesome and smaller audience that loves what we do, and we do it the way only we can, and we appreciate those of you who have kind of stuck around with us. With that being said, we're going to get going with the show. It is February 8th on a Tuesday afternoon. We don't do many Tuesday recordings, but we have the opportunity to, so that's what we are doing. We have a great show planned for you this week. We have the English set of brilliant stars that we're going to break down, cards that we think are going to be most impactful. Now that we have the actual list, we have some new character rares, including some Hisuian Pokemon. You know, we talked about that last week, and literally, like... Three hours after we recorded, we got Hisuian cards. And then a couple little pieces of news here or there. Before I do all of that, though, you know how it goes here on the Blue Surge Podcast. Joe, how are you doing today? Today's a good day. Got some housework done. I've been slowly shopping for couches, and it's a good timely time to do it because President's Day is coming up, in which most furniture places have sales. So I got a good grasp of an idea of what I want to buy. Just need to wait for the right sale and the right kind of size of couch to snipe on. Dude, I need a couch badly. 
Our couch is broken here. Like, literally shattered broken. Ugh. Like, the springs are broken. Do you but we don't use our living room set? a whole lot. Huh? Do you want my set? I, dude, we could talk. Yeah. All I know is that I don't have a couch in the living room. <laughs> so, like, it's there, but it's not really there. You sit on it, and the springs are, like, protruding out the back. That sounds because, painful. Well, you know, it, it's just at an angle, and we don't sit out there a whole lot anymore because the couch is broken and it's mostly for the cats now is there one big cat toy kind of but it'd be it'd be cool it'd be cool so we'll talk we'll talk do a uh premium blue search podcast episode where we compare couch prices everything else going all right though yeah can't complain Nah, not too much not yet <laughs> there you go perfect maybe later in this episode um, I'm I I'm doing okay. You know, I'm always happy to record the show. I'm happy to get it done earlier in the week. Late in the week, there's always like a pressure that you don't feel on a Tuesday. Recording on a Thursday is much different than a Tuesday because our episodes go live Friday so early. It's almost as if if we made it Friday evening, I could make it like we could we could record on a Friday if we needed to, and sometimes that makes a huge difference. But I I, I like recording earlier in the week when we can. You still enjoying Arceus? I am. I when I was talking to you on the phone before you we, you hopped on call, I was doing a Dusclops uh, shiny hunt, and I messed up the sequencing and saving, and I lost it. So I'll have to do another time it pops up. But I did get a shiny worm pole running around yesterday. Sweet. The shiny the shiny hunting is just so nice in this one. It is easier, but like it's like an enjoyable easy. It's interactive. Yeah, it's interactive enough, and I was actually, and again, we've hitting two weeks on the game, so we're going to be talking about more things, especially because of the Hisui and Pokemon cards. So, I mean, if you're really strict on spoilers 14 days after a game comes out, I guess you might be in for some stuff today. Um, my shiny hunting reached a pretty high peak today, actually, Tuesday recording this. I've been, I... I I grind checklist games. That's just how I am. So I completed the decks. I got the 10 star research. I've I've done every side quest, every mission. And I said, when I hit 10 star, I'm going to look for an alpha shiny Pokemon. Like deliberately, not just wait, like go get one. And I ultimately decided on Lucario. There's a Lucario in the Icelands map. And I got a perfect dex entry for it. I have the shiny charm. I have maxed odds. It's like a little over 500, one in 500. Which is, I think it's a little worse than egg, like, hatching. During that time, I found two shinies randomly, just by revisiting the area. Got him a choke, and then I got a haunter, which, Gengar's shiny is non-existent, but, you know, when else am I going to go for a non-existent shiny? So I have it. Got a lot of resources, because I collect them on every trip to see the Lucario. And then finally this morning, I got my shiny Lucario. So I have a Wait, level 70 alpha. Huh? You did it during work? I did right before I started my work. Like literally right before. I said, I got time. Let's do like three or four trips. Just All right, kids, you just go play on the computers. Uh, I'm going to go just over here and play Pokemon. Dude, I wish. But no, I got it, dude. It was sweet. It was pretty cool. You know, shinies in this game, sometimes I'm excited. Sometimes I'm not because I've done it for so long. Shiny hunting such a big part of the games for me. But the alpha was pretty cool. I won't lie. Seeing the shiny alpha was pretty sick. 
Um, just this massive shiny Lucario. I have other shiny Lucarios, but in this game, I wanted a fighting type to help me just when I grind certain Pokemon. And I think that I got one of the better ones that I could find. So that was pretty cool. Aside from that, though, hopefully you guys have been enjoying the game as well. You know, like I said, the story, the new Pokemon, the hunts, the side quests, all of it. Arceus is definitely something that's really, really cool. And, you know, maybe by the time we record this episode, or it goes live on Friday, there is a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, which would be the 9th. I'm not expecting any Pokemon news, but you never know. Well, usually Pokemon's anniversary is the end of February, correct? So yeah, really... it's, two, it's about two and a half weeks away. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll get something. I, I'm i more leaning towards the fact that we'll just get our own Pokemon Direct. Yeah. Because Pokemon, Nintendo and Pokemon tend to do that. You know, they usually have their own announcements. So I'm not expecting it. I, in, in fact, I'd almost bet all money against it being anything new revealed tomorrow because the game's only been out for two, three weeks. But, you know, it's it's possible, I guess. We could see something, but it'll probably just be like, hey, Legends Arceus is out. Go do things. That'll probably be the extent of it. I'm hoping we'll see a bunch of other titles that I've been hearing could possibly be coming to the Switch. So if you're a Nintendo fan in general, that'll be going on for you as well. Yeah. The only thing I can think of maybe them possibly do during the Direct, the Nintendo Direct is saying, hey, if you go, let's go play right now. Said mystery gift will be available to you. Oh, I bet it will be. Yeah, it'll be like, go get 10 Great Balls. Yay! Would that be good? Would you be excited about that? Great Balls? Yeah. Mm. I'd probably skip it. It's free and it's easy to get, so I might as well. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, I guess there is. But we won't talk about the games for too long. I just want to check in, see how it was going, and uh, then we'll move on to the rest of the show. So we're going to start first with some news that actually came out today, again, February 8th. Pokemon announced that there are record-breaking sales for both Pokemon toys and the trading card game in Europe during the year of 2021. We know that during the pandemic, Pokemon trading cards and trading cards in general have skyrocketed in just terms of value and how much how often people are going to get them pokemon was the number one property in poke beach lists france belgium netherlands and so the highest year on year sale increase in the uk france germany belgium and the netherlands so those are the main countries where this is happening and a crazy stat to add on to all of this is that they announced that it was around 22 billion cards shipped around the world through the last year but Poka Beach also notes that as of March of last year, TPC stated that 34 billion cards had shipped around the world. So I don't even know what the number is now. It probably had to be close to like, do you think it'd be close to like, close to 40 billion? I mean, billion's a pretty big number. Billion's a pretty big number. Yeah, I'm going to do the commons, uncommons, and energies though. Dude, don't hate on those energy packs. I will. That's true. They'd save so. I mean, now they're now they're printing the. Uh, what are they doing now? They're doing the energies or the V star counters, right? Yeah. So at least we'll have less energies in the world, right? Yeah. I think I, I, we're gonna start seeing like a bunch of recycled energy products. Look at this thing. I got it from a 
energy box. I've created insert arts and craft. I'm pretty sure Pokemon reduced their carbon footprint just by getting rid of the energy out of the packs. Oh, God, seriously. If they did that, the world would... We, we would extend the life of the planet by another 100 years just by eliminating energy packs. Because <laughs> even if you're brand new to the game, you can find your way. But Thors will give really... them to you for free. I will literally throw them at you. I will do whatever you want to take these energies off my hands. I will ship it to you. I, I will pay more to get rid of these. Is that the plan? Pretty much. There you go. So that's a nice little piece of news. So go Europe. Again, in the United States, I don't have the stats or anything like that. That's where we're based. But with Pokemon getting so much popularity over the pandemic, it's not super surprising. It's just cool to see. Next piece of news, we have some new cards. For the set Battle Legion, which is the set that we'll be releasing in Japan on February 25th, we have a bunch of character rares, and some of those character rares feature Hisuian Pokemon. Some of them we already know. Starmie V, Garchomp V, Chandelure. These are cards that we already talked about. We didn't have Verizium before, did we? I don't think we did. But... I don't believe we did. So we're going to cover Verizian, and then we're going to cover the Hisuian ones. Is that fair? Sure. So Verizian is a basic 200 HP grass-type. Verizian V has the ability Grassland Wind. Your Pokemon with grass energy attached cannot be affected by special conditions. Heal any special conditions from those Pokemon. It's an ability that I've seen uh, Verizian and cards related to it have. Was it, wasn't it Cobalion had an ability like that? Exactly. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. I was thinking of Cobalion GX. Two grass, one colorless, emerald blade for 200 damage, and this Pokemon cannot attack during your next turn. It's weak to fire and has a retreat of one. This is a pretty solid grass-type V. It's not great, but the ability doesn't hinder anything. The ability is only helpful, just not really relevant in a lot of situations. But I guess two grass, one colorless isn't very splashable, but it's a decent v right it's like just okay it's a it's a v with a verizion on it and that's probably about it that's fair i mean 200 damage is solid the ability like i said doesn't hinder anything yeah i just i just feel bad for the state of grass type pokemon tcg cards i always feel bad for because like there's a lot of decent stuff out there but it's just like a little underwhelming it's like i wish i just played something different yeah, that's true. I It never really gets played. I mean, obviously, grass types have had moments way back during black and white. And I guess they've had, like, Celebi Venusaur tag team for a hot second. Yeah, and, like, the odd thing about it is it's got support, but the support just makes it more difficult to play. Like... Cherim, right? Cherim accelerates, but it only starts only to non-rule box. Right. Yeah, Verlo Boom with the stage two problem. Yeah, so you're it's right. Just, I don't know. And now you have Leafeon, but it ends your turn. But Leafeon with Leafeon. You've had like Delmize V is okay. Rillaboom V is okay. It's just never been enough to push over the top, and then especially given the fire surgeons that we had and now are having again see when you're when you're like a welder or a melanie for grass types and then i think it become viable yeah i know so verizian we know you exist we respect you as a pokemon but we are moving on 
the first Hisuian that we have. We have Weirdeer. Weirdeer, if you do not know, is the new evolution for Stantler. It is a psychic type with 140 HP and has the ability Fast Paced. Once during your turn, you may draw a card, something we've seen before. For two colorless, extrasensory, 40 damage. If you have the same number of cards in your hand as your opponent, it does 80 more. It's weak to dark, resistance of fighting, and a retreat of two. Thoughts on this card, Joe? As an introduction to a new Pokemon, to the TCG, it's not poo-poo completely, but it's something else I would not play. The ability makes it decent, and that's the only thing that makes it decent. That's true. Like you get to draw a card, and it's a stage one. I guess you always go plus one, right? That's the that's the thing, right? Yeah, but is that really enough to play it? Because if it's attack, no, not really. This is a phenomenal theme deck card if theme deck still existed. Ugh, bang my head against the wall. Really? Right? Isn't that isn't that what it is? Yeah. It really is, but yeah, it's got a cool character rare. Weirder is a really cool Pokemon. Just again, new Pokemon tend to just bring excitement anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty average card all around. The next one is Cleavor. Cleavor is a 140 stage one. It now is a split evolution for Scyther. So you have Scizor, now you have Cleavor. For two colorless energy, Lumberjack Hack. Flip two coins. If both are heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out. For two fighting, Frenzied Tackle, 120, does 32 itself. A week to grass, Retreat of two. Joe, questions, comments, concerns? Um, I find this more intriguing. I mean, yeah, just knocking things out. Yeah. Um, you have, you have Glimwood Tangle. You have Glimwood Tangle. You have uh, Blunder Policy now. So if you at least have like, Tails, you, you draw, right? Mm-hmm. True. So there's now less downside to it. I'm wondering if Blunder, if you do two tails though, do you get uh, six cards with Blunder policy now? Ooh, let's figure that out right now. So let's look at the Blunder policy text here. The text reads. Make sure I have it because we don't have an English copy yet, do we? Not that I can see here. It says right here, if you use an attack on a Pokemon, this card is attached to you and get Tails. Draw three cards at the end of your turn. So you flip any coins for an... Oh, it says any coins. And get Tails. Draw three. It doesn't say for each Tails. No, but you only assume you're flipping one. God forbid. But so it, no, I think there's like something the that to go to the rules about to see what's going on. Yeah, we'd have to ask someone like Rye or, or Nick, just as a listener, what they think. But I, I think it says, if you live any coins for an attack of the Pokemon card, this card is attached to and get Tails. Any coins. I think it's just saying, if you flip any coins and they ever hit Tails, draw three cards. My gut would say you only draw three. Uh, that's my gut, but it would be better if I can draw six. That's true. Well, you have Glimwood Tangle. What if you like... I got a Tails. I don't like it. I'm roll- I'm flipping again. Oops, I got another <laughs> Tails. Oh, I just get six cards. Dude, now you could change it to, like, 12 cards. Just flip twice. Perfect. Yeah, I... I like this Pokemon. I, I, I obviously think the first attack can be, can be very strong. Uh, is it practical? 
No, but I can see someone trying to make it work. Yeah, there is a meme somewhere. I guess I can work on it. There I uh, so in the game, I really like Cleavor. I'm just excited to, for Cleavor to get a lot of love in the TCG, and I really want it to be a really good card. There you go. So maybe Cleavor V Star will be cool. V Star V V Max, whatever. I just want it to be a great card. Just so I, I really like the design of this this Pokemon a lot. I do too. It's it's pretty sweet. Got axe for hands. That's true. Having axe for hands is just cool, right? Just yeah. having axe for hands in general is just sweet. Next up on the list, we have Vespaquin. This is a card that I kind of want to mention as well. Vespaquin is a stage one, 120 HP from Combi. Has for one grass energy, Honey Rush. 60 damage. You may reveal any number of honey item cards from your hand. This attack does 60 damage for each card revealed in this way. For one grass, two colorless, 90 damage flat. Weak to fire and a retreat of one. Combi, for that matter, its previous evolution for one grass energy can search for an item card and put it into your hand. And the item card is literally honey. Honey is an item card that states choose one of your Pokemon, flip a coin until you get tails. For each heads, heal 40 from that Pokemon. So you have some weird gimmick going on here. Is How do we get items out of the discard? Could you run me by that? Uh, doesn't Kermomatic do that for you? It does, yeah. There you go. Just Kramomatic Vespaquin? Kramomatic Vespaquin. All right, you heard it here, folks. Joe's working on another deck idea. Well, if I'm going to work on this deck, I'm going to have to consult Nick. Oh, that's true. Nick would be an expert at a deck like this. So the reason why I want to consult Nick on this one, Nick built a mill tank deck. Mill tank deck. Sorry. Yeah, yes. Uh, also, sorry, Chromomatic is from the deck. You cannot get it from the discard. No? Uh, there is recursion on some Pokemon form. I don't remember who it was, but there is recursion of some sort. Yeah, so it exists. It exists, but um, but Nick played a Mill tank deck, which is basically almost the exact same thing, but Mill tank for, was even for every Moomoo Moo milk you had. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you, he paired it with Zorark, which we which we have a uh, we have a uh, Lipard. We have Lipard, but there's other Lipard support and... like Bi Barrel and stuff like that now. And we have still have Chinchino. We still have plenty of things. So you know what? Maybe we'll just have to wait and see on it. We'll just have to wait and see, but. But I think there's better meme decks out there that I want to try, which I think we'll get to into our, our last segment. I, that's fair. Next up, we have Miltank. Miltank is a colorless basic for 110 HP. has the ability Miraculous Body. Prevent all damage done to this Pokemon via your opponent's Pokemon V. For two colorless, kick about 10 damage plus 20 for each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. I really wish that second attack was better. It's okay, but obviously you have the new special energy, but that reduces damage. What are your opinions on Miltank? Um, it's all right. I feel like it doesn't stack up to the other cards that have done this in the past. So you're hitting a max of, well, in a reasonable world, you're hitting a max of 110. And you're taking your time because your ability 
presumably prevents you from being attacked. Uh-huh. There's got to be some partner with Mill Tank. So. Well, and you know, it forces play. I mean, it's kind of like a stally approach in a way. You take mm-hmm. your time, definitely. So you assume your opponent's board is either going to be filled or they're going to be slowly paced too because you're forcing them to be. So I get it. But, you know, yeah, it's pretty average compared to the cards we've had like this in the past. Finally, our last new card is Kamado. Kamado is a supporter that states, discard all cards from your hand except for one card. Then draw four. Anything on this one? No, I'm just surprised you didn't banish the player for doing anything you asked. There you go. Shoutouts to the story. Yeah, if you guys didn't get to that part, sorry about that. You know what? Two weeks. Life goes on. We now get to our final segment, which is the actual Brilliant Stars set. And before we get into what we're going to do, Joe, I have to let you know there is some very good news concerning this set. Would you like to know what it is? What? The set has... You ready for this? Hmm. Only 151 regular cards and 30... Trainer. Well, I guess it has thirty secret rares and about thirty tra- thirty character rares. We'll call them, but one hundred fifty-one regular cards in a set. So you have Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Dude, we have less Venusaur, than we have less than like three hundred cards in a set. War Turtle, Squirtle. How are you gonna go? Um. Well, I also messed up the order anyway, so I was gonna Dude, name all one fifty-one of the first gen. How are you feeling with this? Um, somewhat mixed feelings. Uh, I'm glad it's smaller. But so, like, going through the okay, this is the reason why I'm mixed feelings on it because before we started recording, I was just curious on the pricings, and you might might need talking off a ledge here for a minute because I found a booster box priced just over a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm debating pre pre buying a booster box. I mean, I love talking you off the ledge of buying things. I know it usually doesn't work though. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> so you're saying you've already ordered it? No, I did not order it. It's like it, it's one of my tabs up right now. Oh boy. Well, hopefully by the end of the show, Joe. And I told it. myself maybe I can talk myself out of it after this segment. <laughs> Well, hopefully we will do that for you. Uh, but it has 151 regular cards. Again, 30 secret rare, 30 character rares, give or take. This is definitely a smaller set in comparison, which is crazy to say that. Our goal of this episode is to go through what we think are, we'll go three each, the top six most impactful cards coming out of the set. We're going to alternate, and Joe, I'll start with you first in a second. And it can be a trainer or a Pokemon. You just say, this is the card, this is why. Although I do want to do one thing. Can we rule out Ultra Balls just because we know its value? Yes. We know Ultra Ball is the most important card. And second rule, do you think we can lump cards in having the same theme? You're talking about the dogs? Yeah. I'm going to say no because I think one is significantly better than the other. You break my heart every single time. I know. I don't give you anything I want to do. You know what, Joe? We'll do that episode one day where you come up with nicknames for decks. Okay, that was so long ago that I got past it already. 
I'm glad you finally got past it. What is your first card on the list that you think will be the most impactful coming out of this set? Well, since I was going to lump the dogs together, and apparently one's better than the other, but if you're going to make me pick one, it's going to be Raikou B. Okay. Because I think just there's better viability in electric decks. And with the lesser retreat costs and the same, actually, fleet footed ability and the same attack. Mm -hmm. So my first one's going to be a Reku V. Any any comments other than just the general cost of things? It well obviously Suicune's really well played in water. Right. I can't see why it wouldn't be played in electric, just based on that that impact. You know, I think it's interesting that you say that because when I look at it, I'm I'm wondering if Entei ends up being the better out of the two because we're getting more fire support. I I just see electric being more used because on the Raichu. Yes, yep, yep. And all the other uh, things available, like, uh, well, there's that, and then you have Rayquaza, which people are saying going to make a resurgence again. So you're you're thinking of Raikou really as a Rayquaza partner, is really kind of what you're thinking of. Uh, partner, yeah, Rayquaza and Raichu slash Bolton decks or whatever. So I think there's great enhancements to those decks based off this card. Yeah, that's fair, and I, and I like that. I think Retreat Cost is always an attractive thing. I think for me, I would bounce right over to... I'm favoring Entei a little bit out of the two. That's just okay. because you can be wrong. That's true. That's very true. Just because we have Magma Basin. And Magma Basin is a lot easier to work with than Flaffy's are. Although it's a two-energy attack. So I think there's an argument to be made for either way. You know, I, it, I also just really like having the, the speed energy, too, available. Which is another, like you said, it's a good arguing point. So I'm curious to see which one will end up being better. But that's a pretty good that's a pretty good card on your list for most impactful. Yeah. The card I'd probably add as mine. It's a lot of goofy V's in this set, dude. You look down the list, there's a lot of just goofy cards coming out. If I were to put one just because I guess we're not really ranking them. I'm going to go ahead and say that Collapse Stadium is mine. So Collapse Stadium, just to rec just to kind of refresh your memory, Collapse Stadium is a stadium card that states each player can have more than four bench Pokemon. If a player has four or more bench, they discard that bench Pokemon until they have four. The player who discards this card or plays this card discards first, and if one or more effect changes the number of bench Pokemon, you always use the smaller number. Basically, the idea here is you bring your bench to four. We've had cards like this, like Sudowoodo. We've had Parallel City. Uh, it's an ability that has been seen in the trading card game. The reason I put it as one of my most impactful cards is because we're in a very boss's orders heavy format. I think more than really, it just keeps getting more and more prevalent. And I think it's very useful to have your Crobats, to have your, if you play Eldegoss, to have your potentially Luminions, which I'm sure we'll talk about this episode, to, if they're damaged, just be able to remove them off the bench is a really nice peace of mind. And it limits things like Suicune. It limits a lot of your, like, Mew VMAX, getting all the ramp from Genesect. Maybe you're able to eliminate one of those off the bench. I just think it's 
a really generally good card for the format. I think it's healthy. I don't think it's toxic. And I think you can use it both for your advantage on your side and an advantage against your opponent. See, I, I looked at that card. I didn't really consider it. I, I, I feel it's a card that's a little too late, personally. Interesting. Um, Obviously, a good counter to Eternatus, but Eternatus is not being played. Um, It's a card that I probably would not play in a deck because someone else will play it, and so I can bump my bench the way I want to. Sure. So I just don't feel like it's as impactful because it's a card that I just don't really care. I just don't think I'll, I'll find any personal usage out of it. Fair enough. I think that's fair. Again, it's a card that you don't have to play, but it exists. And, it, and it, like you said, it will see play to the point where you probably don't have to worry about playing it yourself. Yeah, so it's kind of like a Viridian Forest. Like, I can run four Viridian Forests, but someone else is already playing it, so why should I outplay something else? So does that yeah. mean you're still valuing it as a pretty impactful card? Just It's got general good value to it? Um, in comparison to choosing top threes, I, it's on the lower side of my list. That's fair. And, and, and when I'm saying the cards, I'm considering it as like a whole. I'm trying to combine our list almost as like a top six. These are just cards that I think we'll see a lot of play. And Yeah, and even if I made a top six, like the cards that I put down on, on paper didn't have there. There you go. Well, that's okay. The last time we did a list like this, the places where we put Suicune were very different. Again, you can be wrong. It's fine. Weren't you wrong <laughs> about Suicune? Or was I wrong about Suicune? I don't remember. I think I was right. Moving on, Joe, what is your next most impactful card of the set? Um, I think it's probably mutual would be Luminion V. Yeah. I, I you know what? I, I figured one of us was gonna mention it eventually, like, yeah. I, I, I think it's a given, so I think we should just toss it out of the way. Like let's la- let's label it as a impactful card. Yep. Just because I have other cards that I want to talk about. I think more fun. Mm-hmm. Choice belt. Um, I think is huge. Well, I, I know it to be huge because it was in the GX meta. Right. And things with with the power creep and attack costs versus HP fixes a lot of numbers for a lot of things. Oh yeah, choice belt is we could could arguably be arguably be the most impactful card, even with Luminion searching supporters and with Ultra Ball searching Pokemon. Damage numbers is everything, and choice belt can put up an argument. I think it's fair, right? Oh, it's more than fair. Yeah, I, I think it by far could end up just being like, okay, this is going to be the card that ends up making the most impact on a game, any given game. So I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Kind of piggybacking off of just like cards that we just know are going to be really good. I know we mentioned Luminion, mentioned Choice Belt. We already set aside Ultra Ball. We talked about the ones we had before. The Pokemon I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into is probably the V-Star that people are most excited to mess with. And I, I, I really think Arceus V-Star will end up being one of the best cards from this set. Arceus V-Star for three colorless. Trinity Nova, 200 damage. Search your deck for up to three basic energy and attach them to your V. The ability Starbirth. During your turn, you may search your deck for up to two cards and put them in your hand. I think as a colorless attacker, people are going to really experiment with this. And for me, ramping cards are always attractive. So I put it up there. I, it's one of the cards that I'm most excited for, and I think is going to be really, I guess you could say Charizard V-Star, but I think other than like the dogs and Charizard, this is going to be the card that people are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to build a deck around this. And what, what, I mean, what are your opinions on Arceus V-Star? Um, it's, a, it's a good, fine card. 
Uh, it's a card I probably won't play just because I have other cards that are meta-defining in my inventory that I right. don't plan on touching Arceus V-Star. That's like, true. I have the Muse because I opened up the Muse. I mean, that's true. You have Mew V-Star, and that's, that hasn't been even been around long enough to react to it. Yeah, so, like, if I didn't have the Mew V-Star, I'd probably consider this, but since I personally don't, I don't need, I, there's no need for me to have it. Do you think we're going to see a lot of RCS V-Star decks in competitions when the set is released? Oh, yeah. People are going to figure it out and play with it. There's, oh, there's some fighting out there. I was say there's not much, too much fighting. But well, you know is. Rapid Strike Urshifu gets hit. Yeah. Right? There's I'm cards that get hit that help this. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a pretty impactful card in the game. It's the, it's the poster child for the V-Star, right? Yeah, I think what would really put over the top if they came out with a weakness policy. That's true. That's true. That would really help it. But I think it's a pretty good card, just in general, of what it offers. Being able to search out energies, we know that cards that have done that in the past have always been pretty good. Uh, I mean, ADP was a little too strong in that venue of things. But being able to splash different types of energies, being able to build a toolbox deck around Arceus, I think there's... I think the skill cap on this card is very high and it could be very successful. What's your next card on the list? Your last card, really. Yeah, I got a bunch of cards here, so I'm trying to really decipher what I want to say into what I think will be the most impactful. Um, I will probably go with Buy Barrel. Ooh, nice. Based on we having Ultra Ball, Quick Ball, a lot of... Um, hand dumping cards now yep even some supporters that require you to discard things off your hand yep um, so i think i think by right? in a decent spot the only downer for it compared to uh octillery where it was octillery was a 90 hp so you could level ball it correct but uh, i i think it'll be fine the way where it is right that's fair yeah i I think Bybril, I'm, I'm curious if Bybril will get the same treatment as Chinchino. And Chinchino to Zorok is a completely different jump. But in the way that you said Octillery can be level balled and this card can't, like, there's certain changes that make us feel like it'll be played. I'm curious if it does. I think it'll definitely see play in those baby decks, right? Yeah, I think it's played in the baby decks and decks that don't want to run um, Genesect V. Yeah, which I mean, it's really any fusion won't run Genesect, really. Especially if you are a deck that requires uncertain mechanics like looking for honey or trying to dump Pokemon into your discard pile. Right? A lot of different things to try to just keep drawing, keep drawing for your resources that you need to have, which right. makes those meme decks a little easier to work with. That's true. Yeah, I think it's a great card. I guess my last card, I mean, there really isn't a ton of, I mean, we've talked about the dogs, like you said. We talked about Arceus, Bibril. I'm torn between my last two because I, I, I'm i going to go with the obligatory one. I do think Manaphy is impactful, and it's going to be whether you like it or not. It's always huge to have a card like that in the format. Having Bench Barrier just is. It, it, it just was one of those things that once it enters a format, Everything changes, and I know you're not a big fan of it being back into the format because Jolteon, Rapid Strike, Urshifu, these different types of decks 
kind of get eliminated in certain aspects. But I, I can't argue, especially because level ball searches it out. So it's really easy to get going. It's a single prizer. The only other card that I tied with that is double turbo energy. Yeah, I got that in my list. And I, I uh, couldn't I couldn't put it as cards that I love. But it, it, it's gotta be one of the most impactful, right? Yeah. I mean just like I have a sleeper pick a far fetched. A far fetched? Yeah. Why far fetched? Farfetch is du- is double colorless. Uh, ten plus the amount of damage counters in your opponent's active Pokemon. Oh, you think this could come down as like a splat? I like that as like a splashable tech. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. Ooh. I, I think that's my dark horse that I think people will sleep on, and one day it's gonna come out and smack somebody. Seriously, damage counter decks. Twenty or anything plus, like sorry. That? Twenty plus ten damage to each counter. Even if it's ten active. plus, ten plus is still. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't. Re- I love those splashable cards. Because so if you're hitting cool. someone for two shotting, it knocks out your Pokemon. You splash that and you smack. But even if you put the, the turbo, because turbo is minus twenty, I believe, right or thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty. So you, you basically just get rid of the twenty plus. So I don't think that's it's that true. much of a deal. No, I think I think Farfetch is actually a great card now that you talk about it. I I mean, like you said, yeah, Manaphy double turbo would be my last ones that I love that you have Farfetched. And you're like I said, you're you're bummed about Manaphy, right? You're still bummed. Um, I, I I'm not necessarily the word bummed. It's, I think it's unnecessary. Fair enough. That's kind of where you were last time, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's some other good cards in here. Like I said, there's Charizard V, you know, Charizard V Star, which I think we'll see play. There is Raichu V, which is a cool, not rogue deck, but kind of one of those borderline cards that could see a decent chunk of play. And then there's all the tool gimmicks. We have Pachirisu, we have Honchkrow V. There's some fun little cards in this set. I really want to experiment with Wormadams. And Wormadams, dude. Oh, Worm- the Wormadam deck. Just hitting different coverage if you don't know what it does. For two colorless, does 30 plus 10 for each Pokemon in your discard pile. So you can hit for fighting, steel, and grass. I think that's pretty cool. There's just some cool gimmicky cards coming out. Any other comments on the set in general? Because, I mean, we probably won't talk about it again until it actually gets released. No. Um, just trying to really debate if I'm still going to snipe these deals or not. And more I'm getting to it, it's probably not as much because the cards that I want to get are shouldn't be hard to get. I would agree with you. I think out of the cards that we even talked about, mm-hmm. whether you're getting it or not, RCS V-Star is going to be the hardest one to get. Yeah. And I think the only card that I also had on my, my list here that wasn't, it's not really top, but it's more of like a potential replacement uh, is is Ice Q. Yeah. Uh, Fusion Strike. Right. That's another good one. Uh, who is a, either a partner or a replacement. Is it for Meloetta? Is that who it is? Well, it's a, it's a partner with Meloetta. Yes. Yeah. For Meloetta maybe, is maybe Revenge for... Attack, right? Not Revenge Attack, but like more based on uh, Spiral Energy that you have attached to. Mm-hmm. In comparison to Ice Cube where it snipes. Right, and it's just two different things. So you have those options, right? You pair them with each other. I think it's great, yeah. I think it's a great card. Any other comments on the set before we head out? No. I think we're good. Keep playing the Arceus's. Have a fun, safe weekend, and catch those shinies. Yeah, catch those shinies. Take a look at the set list. 
compare and contrast, you know, when Joe and I go through our list, sometimes it's rambled, sometimes it's organized. It's just how we do things. Take some time, look at the set, enjoy Brilliant Stars coming out soon. Just kind of get prepared, whether you're buying booster boxes, products, singles, whatever you're doing. And as Joe said, keep hunting those shinies, keep playing Arceus. Thank you all so much for being with us for our 150th episode. Be safe, enjoy family and friends, enjoy Pokemon, and we'll see you next time.